welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham. And my voice is still a little raspy today, but it's a privilege to be in your ear. In this episode, we will begin with the topic entitled, Challenges Facing Young People Today. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here? Followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message, which is our happy note for the day. If you have something in mind, maybe a concern, maybe an idea that you would like to get out there, we would love to hear it. So email us at admin at livelaughtalk.com. In addition, if listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. And wherever you listen to the podcast, please follow us so that you're notified of the new episodes when they're released. The topic that we will begin with today is entitled Challenges Facing Young People Today. In a world filled with technological advances that makes the whole earth seem much more connected than 25 years ago, medical breakthroughs that are unparalleled, and freedoms that generations past could have only wished for, young people today still face various challenges. And we know this to be true as we see more and more young ones dealing with issues such as mental health. Yes, our young people have high levels of stress, anxiety, and depression. This is so prevalent among them because of academic pressures, social media, and also economic uncertainties. In addition, the young people have to deal with a poor access to quality education and the rising cost of college. These are barriers to academic achievement and career opportunities. This country also has a competitive job market, job insecurity, and an economy that makes it challenging to secure stable and well-paying employment. Young adults often struggle with student loan debt, the rising housing costs, and the difficulty of saving for the future. The constant connectivity of social media can lead to issues like cyberbullying, comparison, and addiction. There's political unrest. There's also climate change that has its long-term impacts. It can be a source of anxiety. Issues related to diversity, equality, and inclusion are important. and Many young people are advocating for change. Access to avoidable, affordable health care and concerns about public health, such as the pandemic that we just went through that seems to have a research. These are significant challenges. What about building and maintaining healthy relationships? Yeah, that can be complex in a digital age with changing social norms. These challenges can vary depending on one's location, socioeconomic status, and individual circumstances, but they collectively shape the experiences 
of young people today than their substance abuse. So many face the temptation of substance abuse, including alcohol, drugs, which can have severe health and social consequences. Bullying, as mentioned before, we mentioned cyberbullying, but bullying in general remains a concern, not only in schools, but also online. It can be pervasive and damaging. There's also way too much screen time and digital device use that can lead to issues like sleep disturbances and reduced physical activity. In addition, in many urban areas, housing costs have skyrocketed, making it so difficult to afford homes or rent. Changing family structures, including divorce and single-parent households, can create unique challenges for our young. And despite digital connectivity, some young people report feelings of loneliness and isolation. This alone can impact mental health. And not to be left out is peer pressure. Whether related to social activities, appearance, or academic performance, it continues to be a concern for many. And it has always been for those in their teens. It's important to note that those who are young, who are around the age of 18, also possess resilience, creativity, and a strong desire for positive change. Many are actively engaged in addressing these challenges through advocacy, education, and community involvement, contributing to a brighter future. In addition, there's various sources of help and support available when facing these challenges. We do have mental health services more today than ever. There's professional counselors, therapists, and helplines accessible for dealing with all of the, the crises that we have going on today and the mental support that's needed. Financial aid, scholarships, and vocational programs make education more affordable. Job placement agencies, career counseling, and skills development programs can assist with finding stable employment. Financial counselors can help with managing debt, budgeting, and saving. We just had one on our show. We had Darius Ford, who was able to give some advice on how to build credit. There's plenty of guidance out there, not just Darius, but so many others who can help. And as far as uh, social media awareness, there's education and resources on responsible social media use and combating cyberbullying. Various youth-led and youth-oriented organizations address issues like political engagement, diversity, social justice, climate change providing platforms for advocacy and change. Health insurance programs and community clinics help improve health care access. Therapists and relationship counselors can provide guidance on building and maintaining healthy relationships. As far as substance abuse, support groups, addition, 
addiction counselors, excuse me, addiction counselors and rehabilitation centers are resources for those struggling with substance abuse. And for those who uh, suffer with peer pressure, talking to friends, or even counselors, community and social programs can help provide emotional support and practical advice. Remember, seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. If you or someone you know is facing challenges, don't hesitate to reach out to these resources for assistance and support. And though all of you, all of you young people face a range of challenges that maybe individuals 18 years younger than you or maybe 20 years younger than you can't even imagine You guys are a strong group. You are a group of people who are resilient. You are creative. You do desire positive change. And you're making it happen. Even though there's many education programs, government initiatives, these are nothing without you. So continue in that resolve. Continue to address the challenges that you face, and we'll find that you individuals can help all of us to navigate through these changes in our con- entire community effectively. We believe in you. And as e- older people, we need you. We don't know if you've been told today, but we need you as well. You see, what is our community? if the older people didn't depend on younger people to make life challenges easier for us. Those of us who are up in age, we may not be so familiar with computer technology. We may suffer with using our own cell phones. Well, that's where you guys come in. And some things we frankly may not understand. And you help us. Well, we need you. And we want you to know that you're needed. So please, if you need help, there's some guidance that's out there that you need, please take advantage. And in addition to that, remember that we are here to support you. Because no matter what older person you look at, at one point, they were your age too. So imagine that they went through their own challenges and there's a resource for you. We love you, we care about you, and we urge you to continue to do what you're doing in the positive fashion because we only want to see you succeed. A public health crisis in and around the city of Jackson, Mississippi, began in late August 2022, after the Pearl River flooded due to several severe storms in the state. The flooding caused the O.B. Curtis water treatment plant in the city's capital to already be running on backup pumps due to failures the month prior to stop the treatment 
of drinking water indefinitely. This resulted in approximately 150,000 residents of the city being left without access to safe drinking water. Now, I know you may be thinking, but wait a minute. Isn't this deja vu? Is not James talking about the same subject all over again? Sounds similar. But when we talked about this before, this was in Flint, Michigan. Can you believe that there are two cities in the United States that went through a period of time without decent drinking water? Even decent enough water to bathe in. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves issued a state of emergency in August. And United States President Joe Biden declared a federal disaster to trigger federal aid. Yes, the lack of water forced many stores and restaurants in Jackson, Mississippi to close. Local schools, universities, moved to virtual learning. Other Mississippi communities organized drives to donate water and other supplies to the city's residents and offered accommodations for some people displaced by the crisis. Most of the city's hospitals had independent water supplies and were not affected by the crisis, the exception being Merritt Health Central, which used water brought in by trucks to remain operational. On September the 4th, Jackson officials announced that they had restored adequate water pressure to most of the system. The following day, Governor Reeves said that conditions at the water treatment plant had improved with the pump-out water being much cleaner. For long-term solutions, Reeves stated that the state was considering a range of solutions, including privatization of the system and forming a commission to oversee failed water systems. Eleven days later, Jackson's water supply was fully restored and the boil advisory was withdrawn. Though the State Department of Health still advised precautions for pregnant women and also the children. Four days after that, on September 19th, guess what? The Curtis plant suffered a chlorine leading the staff to evacuate the facility for a few hours. A week later, September 26th, Jackson officials issued a new boil advisory for 1,200 water customers. Of these, 1,000 were in Byram, where a contractor had accidentally broken a water line. The rest were in North Jackson, Bellhaven, and Eastover, who were impacted by over 200 breaks and various water lines due to increasing water pressure on the system. On September 27th, officials stated they were experiencing significant water leaks throughout the system, and overall water production was at a stable level at the O.B. Curtis plant. On October 20th, the city of Jackson, cooperating with the U.S. Department of Justice and the EPA, released a request for proposals for bids on the operation, maintenance, and management of the Curtis and Fuel 
water treatment plant tanks and well facilities as a one-year emergency agreed. On October 31st, the EPA declared that water being treated at both the Curtis and Fuel plants were once again safe to drink. On November 22nd, Governor Reeves withdrew the state of emergency. Well, what was the aftermath? Well, another boil water advisory had to be issued in late December 2022 when a winter storm froze and burst pipes in the city's distribution system. As of 2023, many Jackson residents refused to use the city's water due to ongoing lead contamination and discoloration problems. In February 2023, documented evidence revealed Jackson homes not under a boil at water advisory still had contaminated and discolored water. Many residents stated they will continue to boil water or use bottled water until the city's outdated water system is completely upgraded and more reliable. Because since 2018, let's be real, this is not new. Since 2018, the city of Jackson has had over 300 boil water notices and suffered over 7,300 water line breaks in just the last five years. Repair costs are estimated between a billion and two billion, with a full assessment of the water treatment plan expected to take about a year. And what did Jackson receive in this regard? We need two billion, at least a billion. Well, they received 35.6 million in federal funds allocated by the state in November 2022 from the American Rescue Plan Act, matching an equal amount from city funds. And in December 2022, Congress allocated $600 million for the Jackson Water System in the Consolidated Appropriations Act. In September 2022, the NAACP got involved. And it accused the state of racial discrimination in funding allocation in a complaint filed under the Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. What do you think triggered the NAACP to get involved? Well, because we're not talking about the entire state of Alabama. We're talking about its capital of Jackson, Mississippi. You see, there's a political debate regarding racial discrimination infrastructure, neglect, and shifting local demographics. Some commentators have charged the failing water system as an example of environmental racism, with the state failing to support infrastructure for its capital city. Well, why, many ask? This is because of the 150,000 residents that we mentioned of earlier that live in Jackson, Mississippi, Nearly 83% of them are black. That's why the NAACP got fully involved. And on the website, NAACP.org, the organization stated under the subheading Advocating for Jackson Residents, for too long, the city of Jackson has been historically disadvantaged due to targeted neglect from politicians. As the state attempts to move forward 
with its intended use plan for federal funds, we're demanding that the city of Jackson continues to control its own water and that the state prioritize the city for much-needed infrastructure funding. And then went on to say by Abrie Connor, the director of the Environmental and Climate Justice of the NAACP, when children in a predominantly black city are without in-person school and black people are without a plan for drinking water in the state's capital, this is why environmental justice is a racial justice issue. Infrastructure funding needs to be prioritized in places like Jackson. But whatever side of the issue you stand, running water is not an option. It's a necessity. It's very essential to the lives of human beings. When you have a city in which this type of thing has happened. And we're not talking about a third world country here. We're talking about within the United States. People are not having decent water to drink. You don't have decent water. You can't even cook. You don't have decent water. You can't even bathe. Which causes us to ask the question, how did we get here? Our special interest was sent in to us, and you know how we love our fans. This one is regarding boxing. This boxing can be a rewarding hobby. It's a great way to stay fit, improve physical fitness, self-discipline, and relieve stress. Just make sure to learn proper techniques and consider joining a local gym or finding a trainer to ensure safety and skill development. Here are some reasons why boxing can be a fulfilling hobby. As far as physical fitness, boxing is an intense cardiovascular workout that helps improve endurance, strength, agility, and coordination. Learning boxing techniques can boost your self-confidence and provide valuable self-defense skills. It also requires focus, determination, and discipline, which can translate to other areas of life. Hitting the punching bag or sparring can be an excellent way to release pent-up stress and frustration. Many gyms often have a tight-knit community of enthusiasts who can provide support, motivation. Boxing can also be an effective way to lose weight and maintain a healthy body composition. If you enjoy competition, there are opportunities to participate in amateur boxing matches. And in addition, we want to remember to be safe. We want to start slowly, prioritize safety, and consult with a healthcare professional if you have any pre-existing medical conditions because boxing can be physically demanding. So it's essential to approach it gradually and with proper guidance. Enjoy your boxing journey. I can't tell you that you're going to 
put on gloves and walk in that ring and run into me. But if you decide to take this on as a hobby, remember most of all to be safe, to start slow and make sure that you have a proper professional to help you in your safety and skill development. Enjoy your boxing journey. Our sunflower message is entitled Bond of Love and Friendship Ashalu del Castillo. I've never thought we're going to be friends. We maybe have a lot of differences. But we are most likely in so many ways. I thank you for the bond of friendship. I promise that this I will always keep. Thank you for being there when everything seems to be unclear. When my life turns to gray, you are always there to help me pray. You are always on my way when obstacles are so hard to care. In our life journey, I've witnessed that love is what makes you happy. And to be loved by you is always what I pray. Realizing your worth is what I'm hoping. You are so worth love. Sweet words are easy to say, but you can't always make me feel this way. Despite of it, you still believe that love ends you stop hoping love ends when you stop believing never doubt this love for you if you find imperfections let it be if you survive the pain the happiness is satisfied never find the perfect love of another because love without pain is impossible to live in if everything would change and everything would fade Still, I wouldn't break the bond we have made. I won't promise to be your friend forever because I won't live that long. But let me be your friend as long as I live. Remember, whatever it takes, I'll be with you to share laughs and tears. You're always a treasure to me, a friend of mine till the end of time. I'll be with you. Stay the bond of friendship to be with you and cherish the bond of love that you always keep. On Cash App at dollar sign Live Laugh Talk and on Twitter at Live Laugh Talker, you can donate to support our podcast. And if listening on Spotify, there's a button for you to press where you can donate anything from 99 cents on up. Everything is appreciated and used properly to maintain the podcast. Also, remember to rate us the highest that you can on your podcast platform and tell your friends, family, colleagues, peers, bosses, whoever about us. We could use the support in that way too. And if on Etsy.com, search for How Do We Get Here? so that you can find nice gear such as T-shirts, also, tote bags and beautiful coffee. Bags. This is James and 
Georgia's baby boy. Signing off. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.